before we get to the podcast, I, I need your help with something real quick. Yeah, Sam, what, what is it? You know I, I'm always here to help. I've just, uh, I've misplaced, I've misplaced my shadow, and uh, I just need help finding it. Oh, it runs away need, sometimes. And you need me to sew it back on for you, of course. Yeah, you sew it back on, and then we can go to Neverland, or sorry, Santa Carla, uh, and we can find uh, the Lost Boys, also Duh. known as Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, of course. The, the the son of Mr. Donald Sutherland. Some may call him the good, a lost boy. The good, good Canadian boys. Oh, are they Canadian? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're from Saskatchewan. Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland, Donald Sutherland's like granddad was like a premier of Saskatchewan for a while. It was wild. The more you know. That's like a that's like a governor. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone outside and in between, welcome, welcome back. back. My name is Sam Bannigan, and I am Andrew Thomas. And this is the first time that it's actually felt like it's been a week since we've recorded in a while. Speak for yourself. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, this has felt like a normal amount of time between episodes. <laughs> Nothing. I am perpetually Will Defoe in the White House. In the White House. <laughs> I wish Will Defoe was in the White House. Uh, in the lighthouse. Has it been two That's months? Fair. Three days? Six weeks? You tell yeah. me. Uh, today, uh, as we're recording... Uh, it is day 101 of me not having a job and being in lockdown. Dang, I'm like 104 then. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking at myself in the reflection of this window. <laughs> and I'm just having a whole existential crisis right in now. In the window. Oh, oh! I'm asking him to change his um. job. Once again, you know, we can't say it enough. Happy Pride, especially for this episode. Happy yeah. Pride for everyone. All the L's, all the G's, B, T's, Q, I, S. Did I get that right? I, I, A. Oh, so I, A. I, A. I, A. Yeah. Uh, to everyone under that uh, beautiful rainbow flag. Happy yeah. Happy. Happiness. Love all y'all motherfuckers. Um, or not fuckers, because some of y'all are asexual, and that's cool as hell. <laughs> yes, indeed. But Sam, how are you doing? Have uh, I already pretty asked good. <laughs> No, we did it off podcast, we talked uh, about Ah, yes, of course. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I sort of, I got some new foam pads for my wall, so my, my sound might sound a little different this week, which is pretty fun. Um... My my friends are are finishing up their movings into our new place. Things are things are going okay. Things over, have over changed here. for Again, me. Again, considering that the world is still on fire, and I think America might just like disappear one day. So who knows? Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. <laughs> like at this point, with all the stuff that I'm seeing come out of your your ding dang country, I'm just like, oh man, they're just gonna stop 
existing. Like America's just gonna bloop out oh gone. Who knows what happened? It was a good try. I get it. You know, Britain's yeah. not allowed you to praise your God. I get it. You come to a new place that you think is yours, but it's not yours. Then you run the people who it's their land off completely. You almost extinct them as a culture. And yeah. then, you know, you take some brown people from a little continent somewhere, you bring them back, they you build they build this country single handedly. Yeah. Then they take it all back. I, I, I get it. I get it. it Has that that's happened to me. That's a lo- that's a long weekend for me. I yeah, get it. That's a that's it. Uh, I mean, it was called an experiment, right? The the grand experiment. And I think at this point we can, I think it might have failed. Uh, but we'll talk about that next week because we're going to do Hamilton. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's not spoil that. Yes. Indeed. And we're going to do Avatar the week after that. I promise we're getting to it. Yes. All this stuff just keeps coming up. Exactly. That we talk about. But who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about the, you know, the end of the world. The Steve Carell oh, yeah. and, and Karen Knightley movie. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good movie. It is. A, that movie. It's good. Oh, see, sorry. One more postponed after <laughs> one more week, I guess. Um, but no, we cannot lose the Avatar. We cannot lose this boy. Lost boy. Joel Schumacher's 1987. Yep. The Lost Boys. We the Lost it. Boys. Um, we'll say all our condolences later. Yeah. Sam, what did you think? What did you think, Andrew? What I think I've seen this yeah. movie once before. And okay. excuse me if you hear my roommates, they are indeed having a game night with one of their friends. So hopefully Whoa. the yelling won't be too bad. I thought I no joke, no bit. I legitimately thought that you you were gonna say I'm sorry if you hear my roommates. They are indeed having sex. Oh, that would have been a good bit. I should have just stuck with that. Dang it. <laughs> a good goof lost. Um, just like these boys, am I right? Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, I watched this about 10 years ago. You know what? Again, this is Welcome Back. This is the show. If this is your first time yeah. listening, I'm happy. But quick side sidetrack. Man, isn't it weird saying, yeah, I saw this about 10 years ago. Isn't that weird yeah. to say? That's, oh, it's very weird. Yeah. But yeah, like 10, 10 years ago, I saw this movie. And uh, no, it bangs. It, it, it's a really fun movie. It's, yeah, it's everything that you want out of this type of movie. About teenagers, specifically teenage boys, turning into vampires with yeah. a nice 80 grunge. This is the perfect movie for this you. This is it. This is the one. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the direction is really good. You know, there's a difference between a filmmaker and an artist. And, hey, Joel Schumacher, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants. True um, facts. True facts. And, yeah, that's that's basically the short and the end of me. What about you, Sam? Uh, I... I really like this movie. Um, my mom showed this movie to me when I was probably too young to see it. Um, as his, her want to do sometimes. Uh, I recently remember that. I think she showed me, I think she didn't show me, but like we went over to my aunt's house when Brokeback Mountain had come out on DVD and we like watched Brokeback Mountain together. And I think I was like nine or 10 and I was like, I'm too young to watch this movie. (laughs) 
I get it. It's a uh, love but story, it's... but like I don't understand the deep like complexities of this love. Yeah. yeah, I remember being very bored uh, when I first watched yeah. Brokeback Mountain because I was a child. Um, but yeah, so she showed me this movie when I was a kid, and this was sort of the first like cult classic sort of movie that I ever liked. Mm-hmm. That I was ever like, oh shit, this is dope. Because if I'm honest, it's not a amazing movie. The script's kind of wacky, and the acting's not great. Joel Schumacher knows how to make a goddamn movie. That's a fact. Uh, but like, it's kind of whatever. But it's so much fun, and I just love it. Like, I just love it so much. Yeah, for uh, sure. Like it, it every time. I don't know if we've really talked about it on the podcast, but every time anyone ever mentions like a schlocky B movie, this is what I think of. Mm, yeah. I always just go like, Oh yeah, it's last boys. Cause this is like the top B movie ever. In my opinion, it's just the best at it. Cause it's yeah. just like, yeah, this is, we're just, yeah, we're going to put holy water and garlic in <laughs> squirt guns. Yeah. In a bathtub and gonna... into a squirt gun. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's so ridiculous but it's just so good. It's so earnest in its ridiculousness is what I think makes it truly great. Yeah. At what it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I really like this movie. Um, what a hop into yeah, that cast. I, let's hop into this cast. Uh, we got that good, good Diane Weist infection. Uh, <laughs> good Lord. Excuse you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good, good Diane Weist coming in hot, uh, doing her thing. She was good. Uh, she was, she was, she was the Bob. Yeah, the Bob. Yeah, she's a mom. All right, awesome. Yeah, she was great. Uh, we got Jamie Gertz as Star. Uh, of course. Uh, we got Edward Herman as Max. That's uh, not got... Corey Feldman. No, Max is uh, the head vampire guy. Oh, he's good. I mean, yeah. he's not like a pedophile, like uh, the principal of Ferris Bueller. So, hey, Blech. or as far as I know, who knows? Have I? Yeah. Did I tell you how I'm doing that? Apparently today, a bunch on Twitter, a bunch of people from my hometown, Irving, Texas, are exposing rapists. So that's, that's, that's been oh. my day. Fun. A town of brave women. That's what I say. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about that stuff on on the twits, on the tweeters. For the time just, they are it's a like so, Yeah, it's so weird every time because I'm like, man, I'm so proud of all these people being able to talk about this stuff. Like, they, like hell yeah, you're so brave. But at the same time, I'm like. I, if I could do anything, I would just make that you never had this story to begin with. Yeah. That would be great if just none of these stories existed. That would be so nice. Ugh. Ugh. Who's next? <laughs> Who's uh... next? Go! 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 Who's next? Go! 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 Uh, we got Alex Winter uh, as Marco. He's not Corey Feldman. No, he's also not Corey Feldman. Oh, who is he? He's oh. the vampire that they stab. Oh. Oh, he's, he's also Ted. Alex Winter. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what you needed to tell me. He's Ted. Yeah, or he's Bill. Ted. I don't or know. Or Bill. He's one of them. He's one of them. He's indeed <laughs> one of them. He has part of an excellent adventure with his friend, either Ted or Bill. Depending on which one he is. Oh, poor fella. I have I, never I, seen Bill and Ted. I've seen them. I've seen them around the time I saw The Lost Boys. It's fine. I I would see <laughs> the third movie. I yeah. wouldn't risk my life to go to a theater, but I'd, I'd see it. <laughs> I'll see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got uh, Jason Patrick as Michael. Our leading man, I guess. Ooh. I suppose. Uh, he does good. Uh, we got Kiefer Sutherland, of course, as David. Keithy. Boop. 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 That's my 24 sound effect. That's 24? Okay. Gotcha. Got I was, I'm trying to work it so it would work as like a set for my comedy, for my comedy uh, set. When, uh-huh. when the world opens back up, you think that's good? I'd go, man, you like the sound effect of 24. Poop, poop, poop. That's funny, right? In term, What's the joke there? That Who is are- the joke. That's it? You just like tell a random audience member like, man, you like the sound effect in 24? Yeah, that's the joke. That's funny, right? Is that like a comeback to like a heckle or... I love. Is it like when some? Oh, here's the thing. When it maybe it's like when someone's phone goes off, then you can do it. Then maybe, then maybe it's funny. Maybe. Man, you sound like <laughs> boop, 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 boop. That sound following around my entire childhood. Get out of here. <laughs> um, it's one of those weeks, everyone. Um, I love it. Yeah, no, I I love it. He was great. He he knows how to be a mysterious but still somehow really sexy guy. Yeah. Who you know is bad bad news but you still want to follow him. Oh, he's so Oh, he's such a bad boy. Yeah, it's a classic bad boy. Uh that Do we you think have, that was like an alternate title for the movie, The Bad Boys? Probably. And then Michael Ben Michael Bay said, "Stop! In ten years, I'm making my bad boys. You I can't have a take different my thing. bad boys." <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is the bad boy that we, as a film culture, have been chasing for thirty years. So, yeah, hey. it's true. He that really shows the talent of Keith Sutherland. Yeah, uh, and then we got the Corys. Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. Oh, they're both named Corey? The Monster Squad? No. The other monster, the uh, the other frog brother, it's Jameson Newlander. Uh, but the little brother is Corey Haim. Do you not know who the Corys are? I know, uh, I know Goonies. I know Stand By Me, Feldman. You, yeah, don't, know the, you, don't, know, you don't know the Corys and their whole shit? Who? Have you not heard their whole story? No. Andrew, you have a horrible story ahead of you. No, I, Corey Feldman's life isn't great, and I know a lot about that, but I don't. Oh, no. That with his, with his friend Corey Haim, it's a whole sh- It's a whole thing. Oh, he's the oh no. Yeah, it's the two Corys. 
Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. What happened to the other Corey? Yeah, I think he killed himself. What the? Why did I? I didn't... I'm not. I he either killed himself or he died. I cannot remember. Why did you tell me this? Joel Schumacher. Died. I thought and you the, knew. And the, the last episode, I was like, "Hey, Sam, Joel Schumacher died." You're gonna tell me this kid? He was good. He was I so good. Ah, uh, Sam. Oh, he died of pneumonia. He didn't kill himself. He died of pneumonia. Still very sad. In 2010. It's still very sad. Like he, I mean, yeah, all that craziness with, uh, that Corey Feldman was experiencing. He was also experiencing and he experienced some other stuff. It's, it's wild. There's like documentaries about it, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Who's next? (laughs) Oh dear. I mean, they're both. Uh, That's it. They're, That's all the people. The Corys are the last people that we got to talk about. Who's the older, the older guy? The guy who turns older into guy. a vampire. Jason Patrick, Michael. Oh, then who's spoiler alert for the entire movie? I thought when you said that name, I thought you were talking about the older guy, the guy that the mob's going out with. No, that's Edward Herman. Well, looks for the guy who is famous for knowing names. Look at this. (laughs) This entire podcast is about how much a blind spot is really worth. Uh, (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah, no, the entire cast is really good. They all know what this movie is. They and they all make it work. Yeah, I bet it was all fun. To work oh, it looks like it was a ton of fun. Are you that like crazy, like Goonies esque vampire mansion that yeah. they have? It's great. Forget I loved it. About it. That's that's the best shit. Man, this movie is fucking wild. It is indeed wild. Remember when you get like this sort of like through the movie and everyone and Michael's like freaking out because he's like, ah, I'm turning into a vampire. Don't know what's going to happen. And then star just like kisses them. And then they fuck in the middle of the movie. I was wild because I watched it with my roommates and I was telling them that, uh, imagine from the late eighties to the early nineties, every single PG 13 or R rated movie had a scene like this in some way, shape or form. It's true. All, uh, all of it was there, man. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. That's all I could say. <laughs> wild. Uh, do we want to talk about the script? Um, script's good. Who wrote At it? At all? Uh, a couple of people. Uh, Jan Fisher, James Jer- Jeremiah's. Jeremiah's. Uh, they wrote the story, and they also worked on the screenplay with uh, Jeffrey Bohm. I think, like, yeah, it gets it gets the sort of it gets the job done. I wonder how much the script took itself seriously. And Joel Schumacher oh, came yeah. on and said, "No, no, no, the vampires. Why do you go to see a vampire movie? <laughs> it's for the fucking." Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean that's all. Uh, <laughs> this is. This Mary Shelley was all trying to do. Yeah, that's all it is, baby. That's all the Dracula is. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, for what this movie shows, 
the screenwriters knew what type of movie this was with the cheesy lines with the oh yeah what was the one i sent you uh oh uh (laughs) flies and vamps go together like bullets and guns it's like that's the greatest line i've ever heard that's so cheesy and so good oh i don't know if you know this but recently i uh i started a letterbox oh did you yeah and i've been right i want to follow you on letterbox i'm following you i followed i follow justin on letterbox oh look at that hey follow or try to find me and follow me on letterbox but yeah i'm sam bandian i'm I'm on there (laughs) I don't, I don't think Justin followed me back, and that uh, he's a dingo. <laughs> I'll tell him that he's gonna go. Oh no! <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know why I thought of this, but I recently watched Knives Out with my sister, and ah. uh, the Nazi child masturbating in the bathroom is like the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> Did you know that there are surf Nazis in this movie? Yeah, I remember looking at the credits and I was like, surf Nazi one? Yeah, surf I was Nazi so confused. Four? Yeah. I think it's the dudes that they kill at the bonfire. I think those are the surf Nazis. Why but are I they Nazis? Know. I don't know. What made them Nazis? They Again, schlocky B movie to the extreme. Did I miss a Heil Hitler somewhere in there? <laughs> When they like steal the comic book, they like throw a quick salute. Hey, hey Hitler. <laughs> hey, Hitler. That's offensive. I can't say that. Um, you just did. See, I'm in a weird spot where I'm like, man, you can't say some things, but sometimes things come out. Anyway. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All right. Uh, Joel Schumacher. The late great, indeed, Joel yes. Schumacher. Joel Schumacher, rest in peace, rest in power. Got time to talk about Joel Schumacher? We got time to talk about anything you fucking want to talk Before about. Before we even get into Lost Boys, I remember I was spending the night at my sister's. You know, we were uh-huh. social distancing. We we deserved it. We would have see each other uh so we're hanging out we're doing stuff again we watch white knives out uh and i'm walking back home i go upstairs i take a shower get out of the shower my roommates tell me joel schumacher died and it really in a weird way for someone who hasn't even seen half of his movies it really yeah. just it really got me. Really got me good. Uh he was she was really unlike any director out there. It's yeah. the importance of why we say representation matters. He was able to make a movie that cost over a hundred million dollars and was a major fran- major franchise movie as an openly gay man. And yeah. He made it his Batman, for better or for worse. We could get into Batman, those two Batman movies. I, whatever. They're goofy and weird, and th- that's Joel Schumacher. Like, don't I don't know. Do they do they fit with the Tim Burton aesthetic that that had been established? Not particularly. 
but I think they work as their own stupid, ridiculous thing. If you take them as just goofy, like Joel Schumacher makes B movies. He's uh, the yeah. best at it. He's the best at making B movies, but he's not going to make like Dunkirk. Like he's going to, he's not going to make Dark Knight. He's going to make Batman and Robin. And, and to what I said earlier and something I've been looking at just all of this quarantine I, my goal for before I get out of quarantine is to give a true definition to art. Uh, oh, okay. So, so thing. you're the I'm, one keeping us in this because we have to wait for you to get done that. Okay, yes. so we're going to be in this for years, everybody. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, there's a difference between a filmmaker and there's a difference between an artist. And yeah. Joel Schumacher was an artist. He made those movies the way he wanted to make them and he had a vision and he stuck to that vision yes uh and he i i i don't like phantom of the opera but he made it him and that's what he you made want him. again i'll say it a million times do you want a thousand solos do you want a thousand rise of skywalkers i'd rather take batman and robin every single day every day before I take one of those. And I'm sorry to pull the two Star Wars. I can think of others. But the Jurassic Worlds, the uh other I mean, the movies. Avengers. Uh but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I would take a thousand of these movies that did something different. It did yeah. something the way that the director meant it to be shown, for better or yeah. for worse. Uh, and yeah, it, it sucks that a bunch of people in the film community ruined his career. And yeah. it's a shame. And that's a mark that everyone in the film community, from this point on, or this point past, has to carry with them. I made fun of the Batman movies. I said they were horrible. I, I was of like, course. yeah, they suck. Because they I got do. Like, the, thing, the thing is, the thing about, the thing that I love about a, a B movie is that they're bad movies. Mm-hmm. But they're so earnest. There's not a second of, it's what I mentioned before with Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so earnest in what it is. Mm-hmm. There's not a second of, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, look how bad we're being. We know this is bad. It's just doing its thing and it's just doing it how it does. And yeah, is Batman and Robin full of like toy plugs? Yes, it is. There's there's no way you can watch that movie and not go, oh, this is selling me toys. This is selling my child toys. There's no way you can watch that movie and think otherwise. But it's goofy and weird and it's a B movie and it's amazing. Like it's they're not good, but they're amazing. That's that's where I'm at with like most of these. The movie that I that I'm again, I haven't seen it in many years, but the movie that I think of for a movie that I think Joel Schumacher did. And it's 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 in. I mean, I haven't seen all of his films, so I don't know. Maybe he has other ones. But a movie that of his that I think is like, oh, he actually like made like just a good movie that isn't a B movie. That's just like good and kind of underrated is Flatliners. It came out in 1990, uh, which is like a good, weird movie. It also has Kiefer Sutherland in it. It's kind of weird. It's kind of out there. It didn't do very well. But it got a a remake. It got a remake. Uh, 
but it's a good movie. It's kind of weird and fun and good. But most of the time, Joel Schumacher, yeah, exactly what you were saying. He knew what he wanted and he did it for better or for worse. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, it sucks that he hasn't done anything in seven years and that he passed. It just sucks. Yeah, he could have been someone like Scorsese. Scorsese's going to be in the middle of a shoot when he eventually passes away. Yeah. And it's because we, as a as a artistic community, as a culture, allowed him to. And because, again, let's just lay it out what it is. Because Joel Schumacher made a gay Batman, he is ostracized from the community. Yeah. Uh, Which is so ridiculous. Yeah. But going so back to Lost Boys. What'd you Lost think Boys! I really like it. Joel, again, like Joel Schumacher, he knows how to make a movie. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. Uh, what really stood out to me was all the like POV shots to get around the like, oh, these vampires can fly, but obviously we don't have the budget to make them fly all the time. And we definitely need to have them fly in the, in the fight at the end. Yeah. So we got to do it here or just like, or how kind of horrifying it is when the like motorcycles will show up, but it's, it's probably just like some people with flashlights standing outside a window. Yeah. Like there's some really clever stuff going on that I really loved that I thought really worked. And man, is this movie so goofy? Remember that when they throw a vampire into the bathtub and he, it melts so hard that he blows up all the pipes in the house. Yeah. That's crazy. That's they just so close wild. the door and basically it's They're like Ace like, Ventura. Like, you do not want to go in there. We'll just not deal with that one <laughs> later, I guess. Or when yeah, they or when he it. shoots an arrow through the vampire's heart so good that his arms explode out of the out of the elbows. <laughs> Which is like, why is that where they're exploding? I don't know. Why not? Because why not? Because it's so goofy and good. I love it. You know what's, and I'll tell you this anecdote after, but yeah, what Joel Schumacher does, it's great. It's a lot. He knows how to make a fun movie. This movie yes. is so much fun. So much you fun. Start to finish. Check your logic what, at the door. Was it Corey Feldman's choice to have him speak like he's a 30-year-old man the entire time? I have no idea, but I love it. Um... This weekend, we, it was our Batman weekend, and we watched all of Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. And yeah. it really showed me that so, again, talking about Batman, uh, it shows me how many people took the wrong lessons from those from that trilogy. Yes. Um, we were watching The Dark Knight, and it's the moment where he goes to Hong Kong, and he fights people, and he gets chow, and he brings him back to Gotham. And he like yeah. sets off this little balloon, and then a helicopter comes and picks him up. That's yeah. so goofy. That's so goofy. It's and so, so good. goofy. It's so it's ridiculous. Goofy. I'm just gonna toss out this hot air balloon, and then a plane's gonna catch it. I think. <laughs> and but then I'm works. gonna get, and I'm gonna go to Gotham. That's how it's gonna go. Because I'm Batman. Fuck you. And people is. People are like, oh, no, but he took Batman seriously. He took it seriously. No. he has he Batman has a motorcycle that comes out of a car. 
Yes, exactly. He treated it with respect. Every single aspect of it is that what you could see in the animated show. He treated it with yeah. respect. 100%. And what, and very back to Joel Schumacher in this movie specifically, is that no matter how goofy it is, again, uh, uh, a bathtub filled with holy water with garlic inside. Yeah. With, you know, a. 400 year old vampire and two 14 year old boys and it plays out how it would without irony sincerely and it's a little funny in the ways that real life is funny and it just it really really just shows you how dumb people are (laughs) how dumb you can be how i get i will raise my hand to say i was the person who was like oh man Christopher Nolan knows he takes Batman so seriously. No, he treats him with respect. And so does yeah. Joe Schumacher in the Batman Forever movies and Batman for Robin. Yeah. Treats for him with sure. respect, no matter how goofy he can be. Again, a lesson, a lesson of filmmaking. I'm a guy with a microphone, but still, a lesson of filmmaking. No, I I, I think that's I think that's true. I mean, think about any any movie that we've loved in the past ten years. It's like all of them are kind of ridiculous. Like so, some of them are kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like Hereditary. I was about that to whole say. nightmare sequence is yeah. like it's so goofy, but it's so but it's but Ari Aster treats it with respect, and he's just like, "Yep, this is what's happening, and we're going to do it to its best like places, and it works." Like Ghost Story, someone eats a pie for ten minutes. Yeah. That's goofy. That's and, weird. Why would you put that in a movie? And, and people walked out and they were like, oh, it's it's far. They, not to spoil the scene, because I do want you, want you to watch it one day. Yeah. Uh, but it takes that moment seriously. It takes what a person may actually do in that moment and makes you laugh, then cringe, then cry, then laugh again, then get annoyed with how long it is, then get really sad, then get horribly sad. Then kind of laugh because it's still going because that's life. Um, yeah. And yeah, filmmaking is something. Yeah, you, you can do a lot with. Break the rules, JJ Abrams. Um, <laughs> uh, before we get into the stuff that we talked about before, yes. uh, do you want to know something that really pisses me off about Lost Boys? Sure. Yes, I would love to. They made two sequels. Hell. <laughs> I, I only this. knew about one of them. And I ju- I learned about the second one last night when I was looking them up. Uh, and man, have you seen either of them? No, no. I've seen the first one. So uh, which is Lost Boys, The Tribe. And it came out in 2008, I think. Uh, and it is like. It's bad. It's bad, bad. It's like, it's like, it's one of those just bad horror movies where it's that's not like even incredibly fun. sexist yeah. and unnecessarily gory and just bad. Like, it's just bad through and through. You know what's shocking about the this uh, Lost Boys is how not gory it is. It's really not. I mean, other than the melting vampire and the vampire who explodes. But other than that, it's, it's not, not that gory. Yeah. 
It's just those two things. And it's just at the end. Yeah. It's a buildup. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't actually, I didn't think about that. That is interesting. I like that. But what is the third Man, one? This movie's good. What is the third uh, one? Called? It's called Lost Boys something. It has another dumb title under it. Under it. Hold on. Uh, Lost Boys 20. I think it came out in 2010. The Thirst. You gotta love those straight to DVDs. It uh, the thing is, Corey Feldman and J- Jameson Newlander, the Frog Brothers, uh-huh. are in both of the sequels. What? Good for yeah. them. It's kind of wild, but yeah, Lost Boys: The Tribe came out in two thousand eight. Oh boy, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's uh, son is in Lost Boys: The Tribe. Uh, maybe yeah, I will. It is watch wild. It just, just for the goof. There, I'll tell you now. I've, I, I remember I rented. Uh, uh, for all those Edmonton folks out there who are listening, not many of you, I don't think. Um, I rented one weekend when I was a kid. Uh, after the Tribe had come out on DVD, I rented lo- the first Lost Boys and the Tribe at the movie studio here on 109th. I got myself my little bag of popcorn. And I went home and I watched them and one of them was very good. And one of them was Lost Boys, the tribe. (laughs) That's funny. That's real funny. Oh, you would have loved the movie studio. They had, if you rented a movie, you could get a free bag of popcorn. Ah, that was like fresh. Like they made it. Oh, so you could walk out with a hot bag of popcorn and it was really good. It was the best. It was so nice. They had, their sign was a big, a big gorilla. Like ripping open a VHS. Some racist SM people have told me that I've looked like that in the past. <laughs> I put I you in a bind because you can't laugh at gonna, that. I can't. I can't do anything about <laughs> but that. Again, I sometimes I on. think of things, and sometimes I'm like, "Oh, Andrew, you really can't say that." What do you, Andrew? You know who you here's are. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Some things that was like, a. I have to say that was, that was a very good joke. <laughs> that was very funny. I grew you're up in good Texas. At, you're, you're good at comedy. And now can we talk about eighties movies? Yes, please. Eighties <laughs> <laughs> movies. Man, what about it? Uh, what I feel like the seventies and the eighties really have a specific stamp that the nineties and the early two thousands do not have at all. Twenty tens no. are too close, too close to call. Yeah. I can't say. Yeah, we're in it right now. We don't know exactly. But yeah, the seventies and eighties. I think really the eighties for me, at least. I don't know many seventies movies. Um, they really like you when you watch an 80s movie it's fucking from the 80s there's no way around it and I'm a big fan I love the weird like I mean like when we were des- when we were talking to Randy about designing our, our little art we were talking about how we wanted it to be kind of 80s 
yeah. palette. Like we chose a VHS for a reason. Like, <laughs> like there are, there's this weird obsession with the eighties in our current mm-hmm. culture, which I don't really understand. I think it's, I think it's smarter people than I have probably written books about it. That I haven't heard of. Yeah. I mean, stranger things. We're looking at you. Stranger things, which I'm not going to watch the next season. Cause it's already going to be trash. Is um, it already going to be trash? Why is that? Yeah. Uh, uh, spoilers, I guess for stranger things. Yeah. Season three. <laughs> Again, welcome back. So, this is the show. We go off. <laughs> so at the end of season three, Hopper dies. Yeah, but in the trailer for season four, he's alive, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so this show is bad." Immediately, I was like, "I'm out." Like, you can't. No, <laughs> that moment was really nice. I liked that Hopper died. Like, I, I mean, I, I like him as a character, but I thought it was a fitting end. story. Yeah, a fitting end to his whole thing. To and I thought it would be a lovely season to see L and and everyone else sort of dealing with the fact that Hopper died. And now it's just going to be like halfway through the season, he's going to like get back home or they're going to go to Russia. And then it's going to be like, well, that's it. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, Speaking of L, I'm just not excited. A quick, a quick, I would love a quick review or talk about Ellie and her and her story. Can we what do that at the last end? of us too? <laughs> um, we'll do that at the end. Okay. I gotta, Cause I've heard a I'll lot. <laughs> Because you know me, we'll do I don't care. Either. I've read stuff, and now I'm like, ooh, what does a fan think? We'll um, do it at the end. Okay, for sure. Um, 80s movies. Um, 80s movies. Big fan. Some of my favorite movies are Back to the Future is my favorite movie. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Breakfast Club, uh, Lost Boys, another amazing 80s movie. Fucking Predator is another amazing 80s movie. Yeah. Alien. Blade Runner. All in the 80s. And some of the early 90 movies can't yeah. have that. I mean, like, charm. you can always sort of fudge a decade yeah, that's to true. two, three years. Yeah. The Avengers is a product of the Dark Knight of the early 2000s. But it's true. Everything past that is the is a byproduct of the Avengers in 2012. Yeah. So look at that. Yeah. You can always fudge it two years-ish. Um. Uh. Yeah, I just there's something with '80s movies that are very just fun, instinctively just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. And what do you think lost? Because in the '70s, everything was very gritty. Everything was very realistic. Everything was you know Mean Streets, Taxi Driver. You know all those. Early yeah. Scorsese, Scorsese movies, yeah, Jaws, yeah. and all that stuff. Star Wars. Yeah. But in the 80s, people were like, yeah, 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 we'll do that. But we're also going to have this crazy monster that is just impossibly made of clay. And we're going to have yeah. this wild sex scene. No one's going to be naked. You're not even going to kind of see humping. But there is a sex scene. Oh, you're gonna get the mod. It's sexy too. It's steamy. <laughs> Those crossfades. Literally. Um, it's in a it's in a steam room. That's how we cover up all the nudie bits. But then the 90s do that, but they don't. 
there's it really took a turn. The 80s was very yeah. like, hey, we're going to be so ridiculous and goofy for about 10 years and then we're going to and then we're going to dip. And then we're going to stop. Then 9/11 happens and then everything's realistic. It all cross yeah. media. And now yeah. we're at a point where, you know, Captain America can talk to a tree. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm true. curious to see what this, especially after everything that's going on with the, you know, sorry to bother you's the Ooh. Avenger Endgame to the farewell to uncut yeah. gems to to cats even. We're in this weird period that I'm so curious to see what's next for art and will it be influenced a lot by the 80s will we go back to let's just make things ridiculous because why not what what's your thoughts on that i don't i i'm i'm also very curious about where movies and and art and everything is going to go i don't the thing is i don't think we'll go back to that sort of just make it just do it who cares cover yourself in mud and the thing can't see you doesn't matter Let's do, let's make Jaws, but it's an even bigger shark. The, yeah. the mega shark. The, the mega. Me- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, I, so I don't think we're going to go back to that sort of just do it. Like, who cares? Because I think, I mean, like, it sucks, but like CinemaSins culture exists. And I don't think. Yeah. I don't think movie studios are are as willing to. I mean, you mentioned earlier, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker is just Disney going, yeah, fans, you're right. See, and now you bring me up on my other point. What's the other side of that coin? Is it all going to be, hey, we're making this so you can buy something? Buy it. We're we're, we're don't call us commercials. We're not commercials. We're much more insidious. Than commercials we're gonna we're gonna sell you something that you're gonna buy for the next 10 years and you're gonna see it it doesn't matter how bad it's gonna be it doesn't matter how good it's gonna be you'll buy it you'll see it you'll buy a lightsaber you'll do this because guess what we own you we got you and you know that too so you know we could have our you know drug deals in the broad daylight we can have them at your local movie yeah. theater you get your dopamine rush rush you we get our money and see you later we'll see you in the sequel. i mean i i de- i totally see what you're saying i 100 understand and i get it and i am also horrified for that reality um i think because of of the movie's that we talked about the hereditaries the farewell mm-hmm. the lighthouse the the beale streets like there are these filmmakers and the there are these studios that are still trying to sort of explore the medium in, in different ways and in 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 i'm sure in my opinion and i'm sure in in your opinion in better ways Yes. Maybe yeah. not better, but like, it, you know what I mean? Art should touch everyone in different ways. Yeah. yeah I get um, what you mean. But I think that 
because and a lot of those movies are really popular yeah maybe they're not making a billion dollars but like almost everyone i know who like watches movies saw the farewell everyone has that, seen everyone, sorry to sorry to bother you yeah everyone that has i know seen black Klansmen. like they all love uncut gems and that's a super and i feel like with a24 and and studios like that neon yeah and even warner brothers yeah. to an extent don't prove yeah. me wrong don't be like disney warner brothers please so far they're doing pretty good uh, yeah who's doing Candyman? Ex- yeah is that Bloomhouse? that's Blumhouse. yeah that's universal yeah. yeah um hopefully that's where i am more optimistic with studios like that Sorry, Disney. Sorry, Marvel. I think sorry, Warner Brothers and DC. I think superheroes are dead, and it's sad. That oh, I I think I think missing out on on Black Widow coming out in May and having to like delay every superhero movie. Like, is Eternals coming out this fall? I don't think so. I Here's just don't, and I, I don't think that, I don't think that people want to see them anymore. In 2018, yeah, I'll go see Venom. I'm, I'm invested into this character so far. Why not? I yeah. like Tom Hardy. I love yeah. Andy, uh, Andy Circus. I have no plans of seeing Venom two, and Venom two is probably going to be better than the first Venom. And that's not even True. saying a lot. Um, no, it's not. And, and like, it's the one-two punch of Avengers Endgame and then the world falling apart. Of, yeah, oh, 100%. Wow. I think... What were you going to say? What? Oh, you can... Oh, you can I go. think like... I think Endgame really became like the snake eating its own tail. Like... Everything was chill up until Endgame, and Endgame like they they <laughs> closed that loop. They closed it, and I don't know if they'll be able to unclose it, especially after the world falling apart. Like especially after, like after after all of the protests and everything that have been happening all month. Who the fuck gives a shit, man? Like who cares about Captain America doing like like punching? Bucky on a fucking airship. Who cares about, Who cares about Iron Man in a garage? Who cares about Ant-Man doing a heist? Like, I don't give a shit. That's not what I care about. Like, it's just so, I think we, I think, and I mean, people were talking about it for years. Like, when is the superhero bubble going to pop? Where, when are we going to, when are we going to get to the end of it? And I think Endgame was sort of confusing for, it was for me and for a lot of people because it was like, oh, I've been feeling this fatigue, but Endgame kicked ass. Like Endgame was amazing. Yeah. Like I watched Endgame maybe a month or two ago and I was like, this still rips. Like it's so good. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I think it, it took a year to fully realize that, oh yeah, that was the end of it. Like we got, we got Endgame. Then we got Far From Home, which was like a nice little epilogue. And I think we're done. I, I mean, you're talking to someone who loves Sam Raimi, who's come to really like Doctor Strange. I was so yeah. pumped for Doctor Strange too. Oh yeah, 
Who wants to see someone who looks like Benedict Cumberbatch save the world again? Yeah. The 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 one superhero movie that I know is is in the works that I am genuinely excited for is Into the Spider-Verse 2. That's it. Quick, I know we're talking about Lost Boys, so it has nothing to do about superheroes. But again, another quick side tangent. It's, I hope, I hope, Sam, I hope Spider-Verse 2 is about what do you do with the people who abuse the mask? Everyone yes, oh, that would be so good. Everyone can be Spider-Man. That's true. It doesn't matter who you are. But what do we do with the people who abuse that power? That would be, oh, that would be choice. Andrew, holy shit. You you just sent shivers down my spine. That would be so dope. (gasps) Yo, Phil Lord Chris Miller, we know you're listening. Exactly. You can have have that one for free. You can have that for free. We do it for the art. Yeah, yeah, I'll do the it next one. Cheddar. The next one, though, do please do pay us. Yeah, just please. on the next one that we give you, that one pay us. But this one you get for free. The first one's free. It's like a little teaser, a little taste. Is that how drugs work? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how drugs work. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, one last thing, and then we'll we'll skedaddle out of here. Yeah. Um, Monsters, and I feel like this is a fitting segue with superheroes and monsters. They used to be king yeah. of the box office. Yeah. Um, with e- to King Kong and Godzilla to vampires, Frankenstein, zombies. The, the monster in the lake. Swamp thing. Yeah, swamp thing. The, uh, this the was, Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. And who knows? Maybe, maybe Universal Monsters. Maybe the mummy with Tom Cruise was ahead of its time. <laughs> It'll uh, happen. Dark Universe. Here we go. Maybe that's our thing because what is because it's so clear with villains in film and in all literature and all that stuff. Yeah. What was the fear? Why vampires? Because, you know, now, now in a day and age, people are like, yo, Thanos is right. Killmonger is right. Kylo Ren is right. I'm with this guy, but I'm not with Keith or Sutherland. He's cool and he's sexy, but he's a bad guy. Yeah. What do you think was the fear of that time or, you know, that stuff? I mean, I don't know. I, I The 80s were, I think, so. I mean, you were in that sort of Cold War mindset, right? Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it was just like, we just need a villain who is a villain. Mm-hmm kind of no questions about it because i mean think about alien and predator and lost boys and i mean even ferris bueller like the bad guy's the bad guy that's it it's not really more complicated than the bad guy is trying to stop the hero can i get a little even in whatever that means can i get a little cynical on you please so this is after vietnam Few, a lot of years after Vietnam, yeah. uh, people yeah. hated the, the soldiers who went to Vietnam. Is it the fear of your ed, of your neighbor? Is it the fear that anyone that would make sense? You yeah, can especially be? with with Lost Boys and, and with vampires in, in particular. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. Of like, 
that's the enemy could be right next to you at any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sheep. Uh, I mean, I wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that. I mean, like when I was watching Lost Boys this time, because this is the first time that I've watched it in many years, I was trying to sort of sort of figure out what the what the like point was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, what are they what are they trying to say? And I don't really have an answer. I kind of ended up just having too much fun to think about it. And maybe that's the point of of 80s movies that maybe that's why we like some of them so much because it's just we're just going to have fun for a while we're going to be a rip roaring time yeah yeah and maybe that's maybe that's all it needs to be but then like i start thinking about you know horror movies and how modern horror movies especially are, are very much you know, metaphors extended into these extremes and, and what does it really mean? Then I, I don't really have an answer. I, I, I've not, mm-hmm. I don't know the mindset of Joel Schumacher and the writers, you know, in 1986 when they were filming, I have no idea. It's fun to ponder. So I don't, I don't have a straight answer. Of course. And I wasn't looking It's fun to ponder. Answer. I like yeah. pondering. It's a fun, it's a fun thing to do. Do you have any do you have any feelings, thoughts on on that sort of dealio? Um I guess is is it I've been I've been thinking about this a lot lately. This idea of <clears throat> there's the modern just telling stories the way it is. Then there's postmodern yeah. realizing that everything you do everything every artistic choice that you make is there's a a reason behind it and a lot of the times it's money capitalism all that yep. fun stuff but then there's a post postmodern it's okay what do you do when you realize that you can't just stop making art cuz yeah what do you do and i'm curious is are a lot of the 80 movies 80s movies like that they realize that they're dumb, they're cheesy, they're just there for you to spend two hours, maybe three, not thinking about your worries. And that's the beautiful thing about cinema, is that, yes, I can think about the human condition, I can think about how racism and sexism and, and, and greediness and classism all exist, or I can have fun and place myself into this teenage boy who's a vampire and he's cool and he has sex and and it's fun. There's nothing really gross. Rides a motorcycle on a beach. It's a good time. Exactly. There's nothing like gross or evil about it. Every it's just fun. It's just fun. Because guess what? You can't have fun in this horrible existence. You can't have a good time. I like I like that. (laughs) Maybe. Andrew, you're a smart cookie. Ah, uh, no, I, I I try, I try and do no, I like that. That that's a, <laughs> that's a nice. Have you seen? I'm sure you've seen it. I'm also sort of asking for the audience's sake. Have you seen Patrick Williams' video on Predator? No, I haven't. Oh, it's really good. He put it out maybe a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. I highly recommend everyone check it out. 
Uh, he did he did a video on Predator and a video on Hunt for Red October, which are both directed by the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how good he is at 80s movies mm. in particular. I'll check it out. Uh, and yeah, I highly recommend everyone check it out. Patrick H. Willems on YouTube. Uh, we met him that one time at Mission Impossible. Yes, we did. <laughs> Lincoln Center IMAX <laughs> RIP to that. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, you wanted to ask me about The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, um, yes. I do. Uh, but we'll wrap up. Let's wrap up the podcast for the most part before that. Uh, so this has been Welcome Back Podcast. Uh, you can, we're produced in part by Lennox Studios over at patreon.com slash welcome back pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, Sam Bannigan. I'm Andrew Thomas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's us. Uh, you can support us financially over at our Patreon. You can find us online at all the different places at Welcome Back Pod. Uh, and you can support the show in, in a bunch of different ways, financially at Patreon uh, or uh, sort of just helpfully, I guess, uh, by like rating the show and, and reviewing the show and all that sort of stuff on all the different platforms that we use, uh, liking the tracks and subscribing to us. Uh, it's just nice. Uh, and you can... Uh, share it with your lost boys. Am I right? Exactly. Share it with all your lost boys, all the humans, all the muggles, all the vampires. Share it with everyone you would call a friend. Just make sure you know what you're doing before you invite them inside your house. Yeah, because apparently if you invite them inside, then you lose all power over them, and then your holy water squirt guns don't work. Exactly. Because vampires have technicalities. Yes. Uh, so, The Last of Us Part Two. What What did you want to ask me about? What, what are you thinking about? It? Are you finished? I have fin. I beat it uh, yesterday. What do you feel about it? Uh, The Last of Us Part Two has become my favorite video game of all time. Really? People are hating it. Yeah, I I have no pony it in this topped, race. I, I don't. Bleh. But what do you feel? Full full uh, disclosure: The Last of Us Part One was my favorite video game of all time until I beat The Last of Us Part Two. At which point, The Last of Us Part Two became my favorite. Um, I think they really complement each other in some really beautiful ways. So whenever people talk about are going to in the future, ask me, what's your favorite video game? I'm going to say the last of us parts one and two, because it's amazing. And they're both great. Don't worry about it. The last of us part two is so good. And so emotional and such an incredible piece of video game art and art and storytelling and video game story. It's just like, it's so wonderful in so many different ways. And it's heartbreaking, and it's painful, and it's just good. It's so good, man. Yeah. It is a it is a fitting sequel to the first one. Um, fitting conclusion? It, question mark? Sorry? A fitting conclusion, question mark? It could be a conclusion. It very well could be. But so could the, could the first one. I'd never expected a part two to Last of Us. And I don't really expect a part three, although it did make $4 million in like two days. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, indeed. Uh, I would be fine if they keep, if they keep, you know, 
because it's been seven years since the first one came out. So like if they wait another seven years and really find the story that they want to tell. Good Lord. In 2007 or two, 2002, 2017, that would be it. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2027, man. Or 2027. What I would am be I 30 years old. I would be, I would be 30 years old. Uh, that's insane think. to think about. Um, yeah, I think if if they felt like they had more of this story in them, I think uh, please do it, Naughty Dog. You're amazing. I love you. Um, but yeah, the the this story really was wonderful. I do want to address some things that I've seen about The Last of Us Part Two. People are sort of complaining because, well, there's a lot of sexist, homophobic bullshit out there, and that doesn't matter. I'm not going to address that because they're all idiots, and the story's great, and everyone's wonderful. Don't worry about it. But some people are, like, sort of... So the story is about violence. is about violence begetting violence, and that sort of age-old like, revenge. Is it worth it? Yeah. Is revenge worth it? Is revenge the the best thing you can do? Um, and this, the people are are complaining because it's like, well, the story is trying to make you feel bad for killing people, but then it makes you kill people, and it's like you're not playing Dungeons and Dragons, like you're not playing this open world thing where you can make all the choices you are playing a specific story. It's like, like this, I feel like last of us is sort of in this weird world between movies and TV shows and video games because like you're interacting with it, but you aren't in control. You still have to go through the story that they've set up for you. And so people being like, they're making me kill all these people and then blaming me for killing them. It's like, no, it's not blaming you. You aren't Ellie. Ellie is Ellie. You're just like moving her around. Yeah. And that has really bugged me. It's been a discourse in, in a lot of video game sort of talks recently of I'm not a, I'm not a video game guy, but did this start with mass effect three? No, this this started in, uh, this started in 20, uh, 2007. Oh, Hey, uh, it is this, it is this fancy term. And people are going to, if people give a shit, they're going to hate me for saying it. It's this fancy term called ludonarrative dissonance, where the things you are doing in the game are contradictory to the story that the game is telling. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Like, they first sort of brought that up with, like, un- the first Uncharted game and the sort of Uncharted series and Bioshock and sort of, like, there were these games that killing all these people felt very contradictory to the story that was being told. Yeah. I don't think I don't people are saying that that's the case for the last of us part two. And I very much disagree. I think the violence of the last of us part two is part of the story is part of like, look at how horrific everything is. Yeah. And it just won't stop. Like this is just not stopping until it does. Like, I don't know if anyone cares about spoilers. Do you care about spoilers? I don't care about spoilers, but Spoilers for Last of Us 2. Spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2. Starting so at the, now. And spoilers for The Last of Us Part 1 as well. So yeah. boom, just for uh, So Last of Us Part 2, uh, the whole story is Ellie is, is trying to get revenge 
uh, because this woman, Abby, kills Joel yeah. early on in the game. And she's trying to get revenge on her. And at the end of the game, you finally confront her. You, like, release her from this prison after this whole long thing. It's arduous and it's tiring. And, she, and at, Ellie's, like, stabbed in the side and she's bleeding. And they, like, are escaping from this compound and they both have boats. And Ellie's like, I can't let you go. And you have, like, a fist fight with her in the ocean. Like, while it's foggy and nighttime and you're just punching each other and you're both, like, in horrible shape. Like, Ellie can barely stand. Abby's, like, thin and starving. Like, every, everything is bad. And Ellie is, like, about to kill her. And she lets go. She has this moment of, like, no, this isn't the answer. Like, all of this violence has meant nothing. All of it is pointless. In this beautiful way. Like, in like this story has been heartbreaking and tiring and aching this entire time. And then you get to the end and you're about like, I was pumped. Like I was like feeling like, cause for a while it seems like maybe you're not going to kill her. Like maybe the end of the game is sort of this other thing. And then Ellie goes off and goes to kill her. And so you're, I'm going through this whole level. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go kill. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill Abby. It's going to be great. I'm going to get revenge for Joel. Like me as a player, I was feeling that. Yeah. I like audibly was like, hell yeah, Ellie, let's do this. Justice for Joel. And then we get to that final fight. Yeah, justice for Joel, right? Like, And we're getting to that final fight, and we're punching each other, and she's taking me down. I'm taking her down. And I'm starting to drown, and you start to drown her in the ocean. And you get this, fl- like, there's this quick flash of Joel just, like, playing guitar on a porch. And that's when Ellie lets go, and it's like, oh. Right. Sounds like incredibly my thing. If I played video games. <sighs> <clears throat> it's Andrew it's so good um, so yeah I've seen a lot of people just complaining about this like dissonance in the story that I don't think is there I think the violence that you commit throughout the story is part of the story is part of that heartbreak your like I think people are sort of disconnecting the two yeah your actions have consequences like you kill a lot of people in this game and you can choose to kill more people. Like there are parts parts where I was like, oh, I can just dip out and not kill these last couple people or I could go kill them. And you make that choice. You have these like minute choices, but it's not like Dungeons and Dragons. It's not you don't have complete free will. It's not an open world RPG. It's not Skyrim. It's not Cyberpunk 2077. It's not any of those games. It's not Fallout. It's all these different things. It's this one contained story and that's all it needs to be. And The Last of Us Part 2 is fucking amazing. So good. I'm already playing it a second time. It's so tight. Yeah, that's it. Uh, our video keeps cutting out, so I think Andrew is gone. Oh, I'm still here. I see you, Sam. Hello. Hi, Sam. Good thing we're ending the podcast. This is it, baby. This is it. Uh, any last words on the Lost Boys or Last of Us 2? You got it. Lost Boys is is uh, the best B movie ever made, and Last of Us Part Two is the best video game ever made. That's it. That's the end. At me, motherfucker. <laughs>